There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in a beautiful summary already, Johannesburg. Welcome, welcome to every one of you. Thank you for joining us on the radio today as we prepare for another beautiful, outstanding Shabbos, Shabbos, Kodesh Pashas, Ki Seitze, only two more weeks to go until Rosh Hashanah. If you haven't kind of gotten your act together yet, it's time to start now. There's still plenty of time, still plenty to <clears throat> to do to get to get ourselves ready on so many different levels for the Yom Adin, for the big day of judgment, for the big day of reckoning that every single person is going to go through in front of the Kisiyah covered in front of the Melech Machi the king of all of all of all kings. Let's <coughs> speak a word today, perhaps, about the concept of of language. Because we have in our Parsha this week, the Parsha of the Ben Seire Umayre, the rebellious, the rebellious child, child who's into all sorts of things of meat and, and wine and all sorts of very physical things. But the Torah describes the problem as a nenu shemeya b'kol oviv v'kol imo. He doesn't listen to his mother and his father. And then again, when they bring him to the base, then they say a nenu shemeya b'kol He doesn't, literally doesn't listen, doesn't hear. So are we talking simply about a person who's undisciplined and, and dis, disobedient? Why does the Torah, obviously any kind of a miscreant, anyone who who uh, goes against the Torah and does any kind of an Avera is really uh, a Nenoshamea. It's not listening to, to, to the Rabban Islam. He's doing his own thing. He's, uh, he's ignoring what the Torah says. So what, what is the message, really, of the Torah in, in telling us a Nenoshamea, he doesn't listen to, to his mother and, and his father? So there's something very interesting we do Every single time, and it's coming up quite a, quite a lot in the next few weeks. Every time we say Yishmaine Esrei on on Yom Tov, and also even at uh, Kiddush on on Yom Tov night, we talk about Hashem, You chose us from amongst all the all the nations. You loved us with tisa money. You desired desired us, and then we say. That you, Hashem, have elevated us above all the languages. And apparently this, this, this phrase needs a little bit to be interpreted. We just said in the previous phrase before that, that you chose us amongst all the nations, thereby making the, the, the gratitude of being above all the other languages seems almost obviously if we're if we're a nation uh, a unique nation amongst all nations then the language is special also it seems almost almost trivial almost as an afterthought and and if so superfluous what's pshat you exalted us above all the all the languages so one of the pshatim is one of the explanations is is that 
Language is the medium through which we can communicate and are given the ability to describe everything, describe people, to describe objects, to describe events, to describe situations, to describe our feelings. Yet, there are certain entities, certain existences that cannot be described in any language using any kind of words. For example, the Rabbani Shalom himself, Hashem himself. We can describe perhaps his, his attributes and how he manifests himself in, in the, in the universe. And we can also talk about what Hashem is not. However, we cannot describe who and what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. So too, we are like Hashem in this. Am Yisrael, whose essence, of course, is our, is our Neshama, which is which is part of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So is likewise, therefore, indescribable. So perhaps that's the meaning that Hashem elevated us by raising us beyond any language. There's no way to describe, in the same way as there's no way to describe HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's no language, no words that exist that can describe the makeup of, of, of a yit. But perhaps you can say even, even something a little bit, a little bit, uh, more and, and, and which will help us to understand the special akkorosatoya, the special gratitude we have to have to Hashem for raising us above all the nations through our, our language. They tell a story that, uh, uh, it's happened, uh, a businessman from, from Kelm. So, uh, he once wanted, he, uh, used to, and quite successfully, uh, on an annual basis, travel to the big fairs, to Danzig, to, to Leipzig, to the, to the big trade fairs, w- even though he was completely not fluent in the German language. He was in Kelm, he was in Litta. How, how do you know German? So they asked him, how do you manage? You don't know the language. So he responded and said, that he learned the uh, uh, the German language to to the barest barest requirements, in order just to enable him to have a basic conversation with other German businessmen. For instance, he didn't study at all the 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 grammar of of Germany. After all, he's not a German. He doesn't live there, and therefore he's not expected to be able to know the nuances and the ins and outs of that of that language he lives in, in, in Lita. He only needs to know the barest necessities of the dialect in order to be able to successfully conclude his his business deals and be able to buy and, uh, and, and purchase. More than that, to spend more time than that to study would be a bittles man, would be, would, would be distracting him from his essential life and culture and language, which was not, not German. And in fact, the term language, we know, goes beyond the simplistic understanding of, of verbal communication. There's a whole science called body language, how one communicates through using different gestures and, and expressions and, and physical movements, even without saying a single a single word, right? You see someone sort of with a very uh, slumped uh, uh, posture. So that demonstrates 
right? Uh, a lack of confidence or, 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 or bored, boredom or, or someone who, uh, refuses to make, uh, make eye contact shows he is, is, uh, he's uncomfortable and maybe he's self-conscious. Maybe he's even, uh, uh saying things that aren't true, right? Uh, someone standing there with their arms crossed can often signify defensiveness or, 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 or dis, or disagreement. So similarly, following any particular kind of lifestyle is also a language and an expression of one's whole look, on one's whole outlook on, uh, on, on life and how he is feeling. Oilam hazeh and oilam haba also possess a language that's individual and unique to them. The language of this world, Oilam Haba, <coughs> is of course the drive that a person has to achieve the maximum types of physical pleasures and all kinds of uh, things you could imagine that a person would would enjoy. That's that's uh, this world. Everything you can, right? Uh, 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 you know, there are no limits. You can you can cross you can cross all boundaries if if need be and break break all the regulations in order to to uh, to achieve what you want. Tradition means nothing in the pursuit of my of my own of physical desires. That's the language of Oilam Hazeh. And in contrast, the language of Oilam Hambo has nothing to do with the physical. There's no eating. There's no drinking. It's only, as the Chagmar says, taking pleasure from the rays of the, of, of the Shechina. And just as the story we gave, just as the, 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 the Kelmayid had to learn, yes, the basic rudiments of the German language in order to be able to make a living, so too we have to learn the language of of Eulam Hazer in order in order to exist, in order to make a livelihood, in order to support our family. However, since our very essence is our is our neshama, and our final destination is not Eulam Hazer, it's a different place altogether than the one we find ourselves in currently. Therefore, we need not to waste our time on learning <laughs> the German grammar and waste our, our precious time in the pursuit of the very costly, yes, glittering kind of stuff and, and, and the fluff that we find in this, in this, uh, in this world. Right? If we get too involved in which is for us a, a foreign country, with all the, the nuances and all the ketchup, because it's going to distract us and cause us to neglect our core, cause our, our real home and, and, and our family. Yes, Parnosa uh, 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 is, 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 is a means, but unfortunately, it tends to become an end, end in itself if it's not controlled. It's not controlled uh, properly, and 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 such a distraction can unfortunately cause us to to depart totally from from uh, from our world without completing what our mission is. In fact, the Gemara says, and one bracha says that Magla Bepumei the Rav Rav always used to say, Loika Oilamaze Oilamaba. Oilamaze is completely different than Oilamaba. 
And Oilma Ba Emboy Layachila Vilayashtia, there's no eating, there's no drinking, Lai Piryur Rivya, Vilay Masamatan, there's no business, Vlay Kina, Vlay Ta Vlay Sina, there's no jealousy, there's no hatred, Vlay Takos, there's no competition. Elat Sadikim Yoishvin Vatorasem Brashem it's Sadikim sitting there with their crowns on their heads, Vinenumizivashina, and they're enjoying the 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 uh the the rays of the of the of of the shechina, and and this is being said by 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 Rav. Rav was uh, on on the caliber of of a Tana, and and therefore you have to question why did he have to as a Margla? Why was that something he had to constantly repeat over and over himself to himself and to and to uh, and to others? It was seemingly uh, quite simple uh, 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 discussion, sort of concerning the 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 language of Olam Habo. The lang and, and the answer of course is that even the saintly Rav was was very, very scared that he might even momentarily forget his homeland, which is his real essence, and Khasashan become lax to his real obligations. As the Gemara says, and neither that before Nisham even comes into this world, Hashem makes him take a, a, a oath that he's gonna be a tzaddik and not be influenced by by his surroundings and and unfortunately the the lure of the of the kind of fleeting fantasia that is that is this world that surrounds the neshama in this world is is completely blinding and has the the capability to to completely divert us off our off our uh, our path we'll come back with a concluding word about the mensurimur and then on to our halacha discussion for the week in a moment, this is 11.9 Chai FM. The program is Soul to Soul. And this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, we're back on your radio here in Johannesburg, as we'd always do at this point in the show, just to give you the important times and details you need for this coming Shabbos. Candle lighting tonight, the latest time for getting your candles up and on is at 5.42, 18 minutes before 6 o'clock. Slowly, slowly, it's creeping a little bit later. Uh, the Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 6.30 to 28 minutes before 7 o'clock. As I say, it is Shabbos Kodesh Pashas Kisete, and we will read the Haftorah. We read actually a double Haftorah because the Haftorah that we should have read two weeks ago, Anya Sayara, we didn't read because it was Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, so tomorrow we'll do a double. Don't worry, it won't be too long. Neither of them are that long, but they happen to sit next to each other in chapter uh, 54 of Yeshaya, and therefore we'll read them both both uh, uh, together, as this is uh, Haftar number five already of the seven special Haftaras between Tisha B'av and Rosh Hashanah. As I said, it's coming, it's coming soon. So getting back to our topic, when we speak about the concept that the Ben Seire Umayre, uh, uh, when we deal with the language, we, we talk about the fact that he doesn't listen to his parents, what it really means is that when his parents are talking to him, so they 
accomplished, developed understanding Jews. So they speak the language of, of the Neshama. They talk about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. They talk about Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah. They talk about HaKadosh Baruch Hu's revelation to his people and of all our obligations that we have to, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They speak the language of, of control, of, 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 of discipline, a language that kind of fosters the acquisition of, of milas, of, of, of virtues and, and values and, and righteousness. The rebellious son, who's a nenu shamea b'kala aviva b'kala is a non-listener to their language and their whole meaning of life, which describes the inner purpose of a person's being. This son has a different language. He is mesmerized by the language of Olam Hazer, by eating, by, by drinking, by becoming uh, intoxicated, by, by partying with a total irresponsibility <coughs> all, all day long. Right? He's Zoylel Vesoyve, which leads him to become <coughs> basically an, an apicurus by denying the, the fact that there is such a language as, as Olam Haba. Right? And by doing so, He's kind of left behind. He's abandoned the the authentic language of 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 his parents and 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 of of a real of a real Jew and chose instead to indulge himself in, in this very foreign in this very far land where where his neshama is going to going going to languish in in a body that's that becomes that's a, a sure dead end and a tragic waste of of life and opportunity granted him. By the greatest benefactor of 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 all, who who uh, you know, and and and, and the greatest Balchesed uh, ever was and ever will and ever will be. So that's what we mean when we daven v'roimam tanu mikol mikol alashenus. When we say Hakadosh Baruch Hu, thank you. We have such a koresatay to you because you have given us a whole different level of expressing and using and using language. Hakadosh Baruch Hu elevated us amongst all the other nations with the fact that he's given us this unique language of Olam Haba. We're called a Yid, we're called a, a, a Yehudi, because Chazal tell us that Olam Haba was created with with the Yud. It ain't easy to get in, but it's it's definitely, definitely, uh, and, and, and it, uh, it distinguishes us from all the all the other all the other other people and and as as parents as as educators as anyone we have an influence we need to be teaching people our language we need to be teaching people the language of Olam Haba and and, and show them and 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 encourage them and and you know, open them up to the fact that this is what we are this as Jews this is what we stand for this is what is real in in our life and and that nothing else is really really important we're talking about the, the malachas that are allowed to be done on, on Yontif. We kind of, last week quantified it and, uh, and got it down to the, uh, the, uh, a, a short list of malachas that are, that are allowed. We said kneading is, is permitted, baking, cooking is permitted, slaughtering an animal and the process and, and, uh, and, and, uh, Skinning the animal to to get it uh, ready and carrying and lighting fire and 
uh, extinguishing a fire. These are the the basic seven malachas that are that are allowed on uh, on on Yom Tov. And even when it comes to lighting and extinguishing a fire, we'll see that Chazal have greatly limited the scope of those uh, of those uh, uh, of those of those malachas. Um, and again, those are the things that are. There are some malachas that if they're done uh, domestically, you know, if they're done the way they're usually done at home, then they're permitted. But when they're done in, in an industrial kind of way, or they're done uh, where you're doing the malacha not just for short term, but for but for a long time, then they're forbidden. And uh, in, into that category would go the the category of, of, of grinding, we'll see about, and, and, and separating, and, uh, piling things, piling things, uh, things up. And of course, there, there, there are some alochas that are, that, uh, even though they're food related, they're completely usa, such as the, all the beginning alochas. You cannot harvest, you cannot thresh, etc. You cannot, you cannot squeeze, you cannot winnow, you cannot trap animals, and besides that, there there are other prohibitions of the chachamim that they they constructed as fences around around these uh, these uh, these mulach, and sometimes they are they are permitted. We'll come back with a final comment in a moment. This is one one point nine high FM, and the show is soul to soul. Do not run away yet. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM, welcome back for the last few minutes of our show. We're talking about the laws of Yontif and we're about to address a very, very important principle that uh, the uh, halacha has brought forward and that is the halacha of what's classically called mitoich. Mitoich means just as that uh, and, and the, 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 the rule goes that those basic malachot, those things that the Torah has made permissible on Shabbos for the purpose of food preparation. So the rule goes that once they've been allowed for the purpose of food preparation, so we allow them also even for things that are not necessarily connected to food preparation. In other words, when the Torah permitted doing these certain malachas that we're allowed to do for the purpose of, of food preparation, the intention was not only to make them permitted for uh, uh, for eating Alone, but once these malachas have already been given the shtemple, I've given the, the, the allowance to use them for food purposes, anything connected with that malacha, any benefits that you could get from that malacha is permitted on, on Yantav. Aye, that it says, Aye, it says that only that which is permitted for food consumption, that you're allowed to do. So the intention is, only those malachas that were set aside and permitted for the purpose of preparing food, those are allowed on Yontif, also for any other Yontif need you might have. But any of the other malachas which were not given a, a, a permission to be done for professional, for, for the preparation of food are not allowed to be done at all on, uh, 
on, on Yantav. And that's what it means, Komalechas Avoida Loisas. What's Malechas Avoida? Work that is, that is work. That those things that are usually done for your, your income, for your, for your business, etc., those things are completely forbidden on, on Yantav. But those things that a person would do at home every day for the preparation of his meals, so that's not considered at all. Malechas Avaida, and, and therefore it's permitted to do them even for any other need that you might have on, on, on Yantif, on Yantif itself. In other words, let's, let's just go a little deeper. In the same way, let's say, as we allow it, carrying on Shabbos from a private domain to a public domain to bring food, to transfer food or transfer parts that you need for the meal or, 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 or dishes you need from one place to another, so too we permitted additional things that a person can have benefit from them on Yontif. So therefore, I can carry my any any svarim, any books I might need, any clothing I might need uh, on, on, on Yontif that I can carry. Or I can even go for a walk in, in, in the public street with my, with my, my baby. I can, I can take a pram out on Shabbos. It's all permitted under the allowance of, of, uh, of carrying. And also in terms of lighting a fire. In the same way as I can light a fire for the purpose of, of cooking or the purpose of baking food on Yantiv, so too I'm allowed to light a fire for other things that a person may need to do on Yontif and therefore I can light I can uh, light candles on on uh, on on Yontif to create light or I can uh, in certain t- situations I can put on a, a a heating element on on uh, I can light a fire to to heat my my house on a on a cold on a cold uh, on a cold day. And also as regards, let's say, cooking, in the same way as I can cook for the meals that I need on that day, so I can also, I can heat water for other things, for washing my hands and feet, or other needs I may have on on, on Yantar. We'll go further with this a little bit next week and start talking about the specifics of what you can and can't do. In the meantime... Thank you all for being with us. Thank you all for joining us and being part of our radio family on a weekly basis. Please f- remember to join every week, Monday to Friday, between 1 and 3, Soul to Soul is on every weekday. And there's always great stuff to learn, great Torah to imbibe, and inspiration to, to be had. In the meantime, each and every one of you, have for yourself an amazing, amazing Shabbos, a Shabbos of Menuch of Kedusha, a Shabbos of Tyra, a Shabbos of being together with family and making it count in the only way that we can. Thank you so much, Anna. Good job, Stuart.